It's up to you. You're the man. Hello. We're glad to have y'all. We're glad to have y'all on, on, on Facebook out there. And if y'all see us on Facebook on this uh, particular service, just uh, clap your hands and, and just praise the Lord with us and have a big time. And, and if you're sitting at home and if you want something, go in there and pop you a big old bag of popcorn, get you a big old glass of tea and sit down and enjoy the service with us. Because so we're here to lift up the name of Jesus. And that's what it's all about. If we can't lift up his name, there ain't no sense in us being here. We praise the Lord and we give him honor and glory. I was praising the Lord the other night. And I was just I was just having a big time. And the Lord just was so gracious and good and merciful and loving and kind. And he's that way all the time. When we get in tune with him. I've heard people say it's in God's time. It's in God's time. Sometimes sometime it's the other way around. God is waiting on us to get in his time. That's what it's all about. Us getting in God's time. And we got to find how to get in his time. And getting in His time meaning get, meaning, is meaning getting in the Word of God, getting in prayer, getting in touch with God. Because He said, if, if we would draw now unto Him, then He would draw now unto us. He's waiting on us to get into Him. We've got to learn that is the most important thing in this world to do. Is to get into God and to honor him. Now let's just, let me ask if there's any prayer requests today. I know, I know we got one. We need to pray for our pastor, Buddy, David Delane, Buddy Baker. And the reason why I called it like that, his middle name is Delane. But not many people know that. But I guess they do now. I don't know where he likes that name or not, but he's going to have to put up with it now. But anyway, buddy, we love you and we miss you. I sure do miss you because I've got some big shoes to fill, and I and I can't I can't fill them like you can fill your own. But I'm going to do my best to do what the Lord wants me to, regardless of. What happens regardless of, of of the circumstances that we that we go through in life, and we're glad that you're doing better and doing as good as what you're doing, and I I just believe the Lord's gonna bring you on through because He's not through with you yet, and we all love you here, and we appreciate you. We want you to know that. But we're glad today to have uh, Brother John Erickson with us. He's with us, and he's going to bring the word in a little while. So y'all, y'all got him to to enjoy too, and I'm sure it'll be good. Whatever he brings, it's going to be good. And uh, 
we're just glad to have you tuned in with us out there on Facebook. But let's take up prayer requests right now. Anybody got any prayer requests? Bob Lamb's family? Yeah. Okay. Huh? He passed away Friday, so let's remember Bob Lamb's family. That God will comfort them and be their comfort and their 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 guide and their joy and their peace and all it takes God to bring peace and joy in a in a turmoil like this. Sometimes we just don't know how to get through it, and we can't get through it by ourselves. Without God, we would just be a mess. And that would be, is there any more prayer requests? Uh, we got a prayer request for Sister Amy Wolf. We need to remember her in prayer. Remember our children. Remember all of our kids, too. We got a I'm gonna say we got a parcel up now. We got we we got three together, but they 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 all got together and brought us some grandkids and and all all of them together. We got nine grandkids all together, and then and then there's three, so that's nine, ten, eleven, twelve. My two nephews that and, don't believe in God. Yeah. Brother James got two nephews that needs prayer, and, and we need to remember them. Well, we we really remember need his remember his whole family in prayer, and uh, just remember us in everything. Just remember all of us. All of us has needs. Every now and then, I don't care who you are. I don't care what walk of life you go through. Especially if you ain't got, got God in your life, you need prayer. And prayer is what changes these things. Amen. Some people may not think it does, but it does. It changes things. God may, have, may be a better doing the work right now. Saying, I'm, I'm working on it, I'm working on it. It took him seven days to this earth or or let me put it like this one day with the Lord is as a thousand years and a thousand years is one day and if you look at it like that it took him seven thousand years what you mean it took him that long well have you never thought of it like that? Maybe we need to get our thinking caps on. And think about what God did for us. And then Jesus hung on Calvary for us. Give his life. Every time I think of what God has done to me, I feel about maybe two inches tall. It makes me feel so humble, Brother James. Makes me feel unworthy to do anything. But you know what? When Jesus comes into your life, 
He makes you worthy to become what He wants you to become. And He will help us and guide us and keep us in His hands. Any more prayer requests? Michelle's got a brother that needs prayer. Okay, we'll remember it too. Any more? I've got a brother that needs prayer. Travis, John Travis Owens. They put him in the hospital for congestive heart failure. We all got to bed and pray. And I, I, my last word on him and that he was better. And I hope he's home now. He lives down on the coast. And, well, a long way from here. But I hope, I hope and pray that he's better. And uh, our housekeeper that comes every day. Oh, we need to remember John Patton Jr. Have I got that right? And he, they just found out not too long ago that he has stage four cancer. And God is the healer of cancer also. I know, I know he already had spinal bifida, but they, and they said that he wouldn't live, he wouldn't live past two. And she said he's 42, so what does the doctors know? I mean, that's not putting them down, but I mean, that's just what I'm saying. God knows everything, and he knows, he knows how long we're going to live and how long we ain't. So, just as sure as we got a birthday, we got a death day. And people don't, they don't think about that either, but we do. And it's a serious thing because if we live here not knowing Jesus Christ as our Savior, then there's only one other place that we're headed for. And I don't want to go there. And I don't want you to go there. And another thing, God don't want you to go there. Well, how do you know? The Bible tells you he don't want you to go back. I'm going to let you figure out what the Bible says about that. Maybe that will make you want to dig in it a little bit. But I could tell you. But I want you to figure it out. I mean, it tells you in there. There's a scripture that tells you in there. That God don't want you to go there. So... It's up to you to get down and dig and find it. There's treasures in that Bible Amen. that people need to dig for. But we love you around here in, at the Independent House of Prayer. We sure do. And we would love to have you with us here at 2.30 on Sunday evenings. That's one of the reasons why we started at 2.30. Maybe if you get out of church early, or something. When you start church at 10 o'clock, if you get out early, maybe you can come on to church down here again if you if you you know want to and can. We'd we'd love to have you. But let's let's pray for all these requests. Father, we just lift you up right now.
God, we bring all these requests to you. And before your throne, God, we just ask you to meet them all, God, as you will. Now, Lord, we know, God, that they're they're one-on-one prayer requests. But God, you're that kind of a God. You meet you meet us one-on-one. And God, you know how to handle each situation that needs to be handled. And Father, we just put all these requests into your hands and ask your will to be done. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, God. Well, we going to have some singing? Okay. Uh, I think I'm going to call on Sister Kathy first. Let her come bless us with a song. James Duncan? I got one or two. Good, good. If you want them. 
I want you to sing. Well, <laughs> I like to hear y'all sing. You know, mm -hmm. listening to her reminded me of, of uh, you know, a lot of us are kind of connected up here in this area, kinfolk. Uh, you know, I've told you that when, before we were born, all of our grandmothers and great aunts and great great grandmothers and all of them up here on the hill, right yeah. up here, yeah. they'd all get together about this time, yeah. go down in the woods and seek <laughs> the Lord and pray, and you could hear them shout all the way up All the way down in the woods up the hill. And they would do that every day. That's right. And that's the reason that we are where we are. That's the reason right there. The, no, the, dear, remind, old, the dear old saints of God got together. And boy, I guess people thought they was all crazy. Probably. <laughs> and they lost their mind. And really, really when it come down to it, they had lost their mind. Mm. And they got the mind of Christ. And that's all that mattered. When, whenever you get the mind of Christ, we lose our mind. We lose this old carnal mind. And we get a spiritual mind. And that's what keeps us going. Go ahead, Michelle, I'm waiting on you. You mind if I move your dick so I can see y'all? How about it? It's right between me and y'all. Just make that. Turn it up, son. Thank you. Turn it just a little bit more. Everything is gone wrong. I've got my back to the wall. <laughs> Satan's Coming on strong He really wants me to fall He sees trouble my way Even sickness is part of his plan What am I gonna do? I think I'll throw up my hands I think I'll throw up my hands And start praising the Lord I won't give up as I stand on oh, his Down in the house of my praise, gathered down in my place, 
Just a little while. It don't take God long to do anything. If you mean business with God, then He knows it, and He's going to come through for you and me. And that's just it. Go ahead, Shell, and another song. What we got? Oh, okay. Give me your hand Let's agree together That whatever we find on earth I missed it, didn't I? Back it up, Shell. I missed it. I knew I, I, knew I missed it. Just as... Well, it was good words. Devil, you're a liar in the name of Jesus. That's right. That's what I, what I said was good, but I missed it. <laughs> Go ahead. Start it again. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. This is live. What you what you see here? We're live right now on 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 a Sunday evening. So just laugh about it. There ain't no sense in crying. Give me your hand Let's agree together That all of our enemies Will fumble at our feet There you go For oh, whatever we bind on earth Shall be bound in heaven At the name of Jesus for oh, sin has to flee And we got the power In the name of Jesus We got the power In the name of the Lord Those same rages We cannot be defeated we got the power in the name of the Lord. For many years now, Satan's trying to stop us. 
and the church of Jesus is still alive. Like a mighty army, we keep on marching onward, winning every battle with the Lord by our side. We got the power. In the name of the Lord, those same we cannot be defeated. We got the power in the name of the Lord. Because he ain't got no business of doing that to God's property. He don't have no business attacking one of God's. But he'll try to do anything he possibly can to stop God's people from serving him. He'll do it. He'll try anything. He's a sneaky devil. My Aunt Hattie, she used to sing a little song that says, the old devil is a slow fox. If I could get him, I'd put him in a box. Lock up the box and throw away the key from any a tree he's played on me. And you know what? If I could get him... I knock him in a steel box. Amen. 
And then I'd throw it, I'd throw it in the, in the middle of a sea somewhere. Don't worry, if he got out, maybe he would drown before he come to surface. Amen. I told him yesterday, or day before yesterday, when this hit buddy, I said, Devil, I hate you. I said, you can't do this. We've got authority over him. We've got authority over the devil. Amen. And sometimes we have to take it by force. We have absolutely got authority over Satan and all of his little imps that he takes around with him. And we can cast him out and say, go, go. And he has to go. And by the way, the word says the devil believes in Jesus and trembles. And if he believes in Jesus and trembles, then we ain't got no words. Amen. It's time for us to take him for a ride instead of us letting him carry us for a ride. I'm tired of it. I've been tired of it for a long, long time. And I didn't mean to start saying anything. Anybody else got anything to say? Got anything to say? I know Brother James does. Come on up here, Brother James, and take it. If, if you don't, I'm allowed to preach before it's over with. And then, and, then, and then turn our brother John loose and let him preach to it. Come on. Well, I promised I wasn't going to say nothing. Well, you know how it is when you promise. You ain't going to say nothing. You know you get open that big mouth. <laughs> but I'm, my thing is I'm glad that the Lord protected us yesterday. That's right. Uh, we all prayed together and agreed that God would put his hand down on us and cover us. The storms that you look on the radar yesterday, the storms went north. The storms went south, but we were okay right here. You could hear the sirens. I could hear the sirens over, you know, on the television where the yeah. broadcaster was talking down in Tupelo. You could hear the sirens behind him. But just watch that radar and watch those clouds just part. Prayer changes things. Amen. Prayer really, really changes things. I believe that. Now I may have to call you again when more storms come up and say, hey, we need to pray again. <laughs> you can't. But John don't know that I was sitting down at my house and the storms came through Labor Day 2000, was it 2017? And took half the farm away and I was sitting in the storm house speaking in tongues. <laughs> I could feel that thing go right over my head. I could feel the, my ears popping and hear it, you know, as it went over. Lord lifted it. And I didn't know what I was going to see when it come out of the storm house. Some of the stuff was tore up, you know. But I didn't lose nothing I couldn't do without. Amen. Because it's just stuff. Right. And I'm praying more and more that the Lord will not let me be attached to stuff. Because it could be here today and gone tomorrow. That's right. That's right. But I do know what is sure is the solid rock. That's it. Jesus. 
and uh, as long as we have him to hold on to, it's going to be all right. He is, I told you, was it yesterday? I said, the Lord has never let me down. The Lord will never let you down. Even when things look bad, seem bad, and you feel bad, you got to remember, God is not going to let you down. Amen. We've got to hold on to that. We really do. Michelle, was there one you want me to do, buddy, song? This one's for Buddy. He loves this song, and I'm going to sing it. And Michelle said he'd be watching after a while on this. And this is the one Buddy always likes me to sing. Y'all sing with me if you know it. I know some of you do. Thank you, Lord. God's so good. In the letters of crimson, God wrote his love on that hillside so long, long ago. For you and me, Jesus died. And love's greatest story was told. I love you. I love you. That's what Calvary I love you, I love you, I love you, written in Suffered and bled, thank you, Lord. Giving all that He had to give—a message so easily read. I.
Sunday and we put on our Sunday face but there's that time that we have alone during the hard grind from Monday to Saturday the private times that we don't feel like we got our Sunday face on or if we're laying in the bed and we're thinking I sure do hate to get up in the morning or you dread uh, I used to dread going to work. Sunday night, I'd be so nervous and worried because I not didn't like my job, and I had to go on Monday morning, and it used to just tear me up to have to go to work. And some people were like that. God relieved me of that. God took that away from me and gave me peace and gave me relief from that. And He can do the same for you and for the folks listening out here. He can do that for them too. Um, it's no fun living life without peace. But God promised he would give peace. And a friend yesterday texted me. She knew that I was frightened of the storms since the stuff happened. And when it gets stormy, I do get worried and afraid. And she she sent a text to me and said, are you okay? Because, you know, stuff, stuff was happening yesterday. Excuse me. And, and I just texted, yes, calm. You know, and she said, she just takes it back, and she said, God's peace. And so, it's very important that we have to remember that um, that we have access to God's peace, mm -hmm. even though we may not feel peaceful. There is that peace that we have access to. So, don't forget that when you're going through a rough time. Believe me. Um, He'll take care of you. Really, I can tell you firsthand. He will take care of you. So anyway, let's do this one. This is a little more upbeat. I don't mean to be all down and boo-hoo and all that kind of stuff, you know. But you know. it's hard not to when you talk about the Lord, you know. So this one, you know. Delsa, do you feel like, do you remember times winding down? Do you want? Do you feel like coming? In, or do you want just me him? I hate for you to have to. Come on. I'll sit down. This one, they. I don't know if I remember. I'm glad you pointed that out. I won't sit down. I would have jumped back up. And it wouldn't have been the Holy Ghost. That would have been funny, wouldn't it? And I, let me tell you this quick story. Me and Tim said we're not going to talk because we want to let the guest speaker speak. But we can't help it. That's right. Come on. Can't help it. Up here on this very hill, my brother and, and uh, 
uh, Woodruff boy. Mm -hmm. They were having a birch arbor, and this has been 60 years ago. You remember that story? Yeah, I remember. They were having a brush arbor up here, and the people was in the brush arbor. You know what a brush arbor is. I do not. It is a makeshift church with uh, they go down in the woods, and they cut oh, poles, and okay. they put them all around, and then they put brush on top to make a okay. temporary roof, and then they have a revival underneath the brush arbor. With coral lamps or whatever. With kerosene do. lamps. Right. And spiders. And spiders <laughs> and mosquitoes. <laughs> But they used to do that. I know y'all remember what the Brush Arbor meetings used to be. I, I've never been in one, but I heard the old folks talk about it. Well, anyway, my brother and, and Woodruff boy, I can't think of his first name. Is it Jerry? Jerry Woodruff? Anyway, they were just 10, 12 years old, and so they sneaked out. My brother said he sneaked right down the road here about a half a mile. My grandparents, he was staying at the night with them, and he... And Jerry come up the road and tapped on the window, and so my brother, it was dark, my grandparents were asleep, and he crawled out the window, and my brother and Jerry come up the road here where the brush arbor was, kind of out in the bushes in the dark. And they had pea shooters. Yeah. And they were kind of in the back, in the back people were facing the front, and they were out here in the dark, you know. You said your brother Jerry, but it's your brother Nathan. Nathan. Nathan's my brother, but Jerry Woodruff was his, right. his buddy. His buddy. Yeah. Well, they got to shooting. <laughs> then pea shooters at the people in the back of the brush arbor. <laughs> and those peas were hitting them in the back, and the people were going, whoop, whoop. You know, they were, they were jumping, and they were hollering, because they didn't know what was hitting them in the back there. And the people in the front thought they were getting the Holy Ghost. <laughs> And, of course, my brother and Jerry Woodruff were just laughing and laughing and laughing. And uh, that's a funny story that he told me, and I never did know about that. And I don't reckon those people in the brush arbor ever knew. They, he said they snuck back up to my grandfather's house, and my grandparents never even knew that he had got out of the house and come up here. And uh, so that's funny. That's a funny story. But those are good memories. Good memories. Okay, Michelle. Y'all just jump in whenever you want to. We'll do this for Michelle. Michelle, yeah. Jesus is coming. Yes, he is. Time's winding down. This whole earth is groaning. Signs are all around. Lord, I never thought I'd see this day When it's all coming down Well, it's just about over All right. <laughs> Time's winding down Have you heard the radio? Oh, yeah Have you seen the TV? Jesus said if it was possible yes, They would deceive even you and me uh -huh. Everything is being shaken It's being shaken Spinning out of control Are you anchored in Jesus? 
is it well with your soul? Lord, I want to be found working. I got no time to play. There's just one road to walk on. And it's the holiness way. Gotta keep my house in order. Gotta keep it no sin hanging around. Our great God is coming. Hallelujah. Time's winding down. Well, Jesus, He's coming. Time's winding down. This old earth is groaning. It's groaning. <laughs> There's signs, There's signs all around. Lord, I never thought I would see this day when it's all coming down. Our great God is coming. Yes, time's winding down. It's just about over. It's just about over. Time's winding down. Time's winding down. <laughs> y'all, y'all remember little baby Jean Robinson? She's the one that yeah. sings this song. Yeah. All right, I'm through. Thank y'all. That's one of Michelle's favorite sayings, I think. Time's winding down. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. He's worthy. He's worthy. We're not dead yet. We still got life. And Jesus said we had life more what? Abundantly. So we're not dead yet. We got life in Jesus. He's the life giver. He's not the death giver. Nope. Amen. Thank you, Lord. But he gives life. And you know what? I'm going to tell you something else. Whenever we go by the well of the grave, everywhere we go, if we go by the well of the grave, we're still alive. Whether you're ready to meet Jesus or whether you're not. Your soul is going to one or the other place. And it's alive. Guess what? It's not dead. And you're either going to burn forever or either you're going to live with God forever. Which one do you want to do? It's up to you. God gives you a choice. He says, 
Choose you this day whom you will serve. It's up to you. And now I'm going to turn. Okay. First, we got something else to do. We got the offer. I was about to forget it, Shell. You like your pastor. I know it. I know it. Why didn't you holler at me and say, hey? Yeah, James hollered at me. I'm glad James hollered at me. Lord Jesus, we come to you, Father, and we just ask you, God, to bless this offering. Bless those that have to give, Father, and bless those that would give if they could. Lord, we just praise you and we honor you and we thank you for this day. We thank you for all your blessings, God. We just ask you to continually bless us, God, and keep us going in your hands. Now, Father, we just... Praise you, we thank you. Amen. Amen. Well, I praise the Lord today. He's worthy. He's worthy. I feel good today. I said he's worthy. I'm thankful that I got up and I feel good and it's a pretty day and I'm just thankful. And I thank the Lord that he's so good and he helps us and he blesses us. I just praise him. Amen. Anybody else got a testimony? Let's just have a little testify right now. Anybody else got a testimony? I thank you, Lord, for us. I feel like the Lord wants everybody to praise His name, whether in song or in voice or in scripture. It doesn't matter to Him as long as it gives Him the glory and the honor Amen. that He deserves. Amen. Go ahead, Mom. Thank the Lord for everything. Amen. That's right. Thank the Lord for everything. That's a good one right there. That's, that's all that needs to be said. There's nothing else is said. That right there is good. And somebody else testify. I love the Lord and the patient for all this blessing. I thank you for a beautiful day to worship the Lord. Amen. Somebody else. Brother Johnny, you got something you want to say for the Lord? Amen. Okay, right now, we're going to turn Brother John a loose. You're going to turn him loose. One of God's servants Amen. and the devil's enemy. That's right. Amen. Amen. Let me give you a good life bomb. Get yeah. you one of them good ones. That one right one there. Turn that one on. Is that going to be okay? Yeah, you're going to be good. I've never been on TV before. That's pretty interesting. <laughs> oh, you've never been on TV? I've been on TV a couple of times. You've been on social media too much. I have, I have. Glory to God. Good morning. Well, it's happened so many times. I had a wonderful message planned for y'all. And, uh, Brother Terry? Let me get Brother over Ron, was it? James. James, I'm sorry. Uh, I, I, uh, you done change it up on me. <laughs> I tell you what, I got I got a, a good message, Joe. I do. Uh, I think I think we need to have it when uh, when Pastor Baker is here, so we can all pray afterwards. It's, it's a good message for this church. I know it comes. I know it comes from God, and uh, the Spirit speaks to me. I tell you what, uh, my my spirit bears witness with you, Brother Timmy. It does. When, when I when I seen you out there in the parking lot, man, I just man, I felt like I known you before. You know, you're an inspiration to me. I got arthritis. It always feels like I'm sinking. 
while I walk, it always feels like I'm, and I got pretty good at faking. Sometimes I just walk like I'm drunk, which is always good for a laugh, you know. So, but uh, I tell you what, uh, you're an inspiration, brother Timmy. You are, and I, I don't know. I feel like my, my, my spirit bears witness with your spirit. It does. It's, it sure does. Well, I got. I guess I'll share my testimony with you. Let me start with a word, though. If that's okay. If that's okay. Sure. Okay. I got a lot of word in my testimony. Can y'all hear me? If, if I don't speak on the microphone, is this going to hear me? You got to use it. Okay. You got to use it I'm going to. I'm going to read something out of Psalms uh, 34. I'm going to read a couple verses out of it. Uh, Psalms 34, 15, 16, and 17. Listen to this. The eyes of the Lord are upon the righteous, and his ears are open unto their cry. The face of the Lord is against them that do evil, to cut off the remembrance of them from the earth. The righteous cry, and the Lord heareth, and delivereth them out of all their troubles. Amen. Now, I don't know if you believe that or not. I do. I used to be an atheist, and I'm not too proud of that. I don't, I'm not too proud to say that. I, for 36 years, I didn't believe in God. For 36 years, I didn't believe in God. And the common question I get is, what happened? Uh -huh. And I say, well, something happened. <laughs> so uh, among God's people, I don't mind telling you, and I've shared this testimony before, right here. This is, a, this is a, you said some things. You said you can give something to God. You can give something to Jesus. And that's what happened to me. That's what happened to an atheist. If you can imagine... God would even have ears for an atheist. Yeah. I read some. I read that. It says in First uh, Peter chapter three somewhere. I believe that God has ears of the righteous too, almost mirroring that song. Right. So why would He listen to me though? I'll tell you what. My daughter was sick. She was dying. I'm sure she was dying. You couldn't tell me she was dying. I've seen death so many times before. I know exactly what it looks like. I've seen that give up look on people's face, and I know what it looked like. And I felt about useless. I couldn't call my boss and get a, a, a van full of guys with guns or bags of money. I couldn't call my lawyer and have him make a, make a motion to get me out of this. This is something I was just going to have to deal with. And I never had to deal with anything. I had a pretty good life up until then. <laughs> Living in sin, dead in sin, didn't know, didn't know if I thought I was doing all right. But on that day, May 6th, I believe it was, Monday morning, 1998, my four-year-old daughter, Erica, had been sick for nine days. She hadn't eaten any food that stayed down. And if you've ever seen a four-year-old that ain't eaten in nine days, they change. And they change so much you can't help but notice it. It ain't like a little change. Like if I lost, if I lost 15 pounds, you might not notice it. I could yeah. lose it right now. He still looks pretty big. But yeah. that four-year-old girl of mine, well, she, she looked like she was dying. Yeah. Whites of her eyes were yellow. And she had the dry heaves one night. May 6th, it was Monday morning, about 3.30 in the morning, 3 o'clock in the morning, some, somewhere around there. And she had these dry heaves, and I've been on the working into some dry heaves, Brother Timmy, I tell you what, but that, something was trying to come out of that child, yeah. and I couldn't do nothing. All I could do is sit there and hold her. Breaks the dad's heart. If you, anybody's here got kids, you know what I'm talking about, so you do nothing, and you'll stop at nothing to make that go away for them. Yeah. But I couldn't do it. And something curious happened. Now we just heard we just heard this we just read this this wonderful psalm how God has ears for the righteous. Mm -hmm. You know, in John ten, 
He talked about how, how Jesus talked about how how his sheep know his voice. Right. And I heard a voice. Now I don't know where y'all stand on believing that. Some people that some people today say, Well, <laughs> you hear you hear a voice, you might be crazy. I believe it. Let me tell you what. Happened to me too. I heard a voice, it was one word. I hear I heard that voice just like you're hearing me. I don't know if anybody else could hear it. I don't know if it was an audible voice or I don't know if it's coming from the inside. But I heard a voice. I heard a four-letter word, brother, not the four-letter word. I was so masterful at using in the world. But a four-letter word that I never used, never said, never spoke it, had no use for it. It was a benign word. It was like a fatty piece of tissue that served no purpose in my life. And the word was pray. I want you to remember, I'm taking you back to that little bit of information about I was an atheist. <laughs> that's the last thing an atheist wants to see when he's trying to think about how he's going to deal with his daughter or how he's going to deal with the fact that he can't do anything about his daughter yeah. and I uh, I thought to myself pray 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 to what God <laughs> and brother Jimmy like a flash I'll pray to God <laughs> just like that and I tell you what, it was a simple prayer, but by virtue of, of, of seeing people pray on Christmases and Thanksgiving my whole life, I kind of knew it. I'd seen Buddhists pray, I'd seen Muslims pray, I'd seen Hindus pray, I'd seen Sikhs pray. I'm a, I was a, as an atheist, I was a de facto studier of religions. I thought they were fascinating that somebody could be suckered into believing stuff like that. And here I was, I was the biggest sucker of the bunch. I'll tell you what. I gave something to God. I gave something to Jesus that night. Mm -hmm. I gave him that burden. My prayer was pretty simple, you know. I hate to come to you like this, Father. And I call him Father. I call him God. I don't know. I didn't, I didn't know all the lingo at the time. I said, uh, try to make a deal with God. That's what we do when we're new. And I was awfully new. I was brand new. And uh, just out of the tomb, as it were. And... Uh, I said, I hate to come to you like this, but I need you to do this for me. I need you to, if you just restore my daughter, you can have me. Seemed like a pretty good deal at the time because I felt about useless. You can have me restore her. And that's all I got. That's all I can give you. And I prayed it in Jesus' name. All my Baptist friends say that when I prayed in Jesus' name, I became a Christian. I don't see it quite that way. I, I think I have to have a relationship with the cross. Yeah. before I could call myself a Christian. <laughs> but I don't argue with him anymore. I used to argue with him. But I prayed in Jesus' name, amen, and I kissed my little girl. And I had a wonderful, I had the most wonderful peace that I'd ever had. I want to read something to you here out of, uh, this is uh, John 14, 26 and 27. This all come to me when y'all are up here singing. What a wonderful group of singers. Uh, Anointed. I mean, I'm not just saying that. I'm not a music guy. I'm a word guy. So when I say you guys are singing, awesome. Wow. I got goosebumps under here. He touched me. He really did. John 14, verses uh, 26 and 27, the King James Version, if you don't care, do you don't care, do you? I got all kinds of translations on this magical phone here. <laughs> all right. The Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have uh, said unto you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth, uh, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither be it afraid. Let it be afraid. 
Now, when I gave it, when I said that prayer, and I kissed my little four-year-old on the head, I had that kind of peace. I could never articulate it. Uh, when you guys are up here talking, that, that scripture came to us. Man, where is it at? Somewhere in John. <sighs> wow. Sorry, I got you. So, uh, I want to make sure Buddy can see me. <laughs> well, it's going on the internet. I know it is. So, uh, I sat down in the chair, got her all cleaned up. We'd been keeping her fever down by keeping a little wash rag overhead and having a big fan blowing on her. And we had to change that quite often. She, she wasn't holding the water down and she, she was in a situation. The deal was I was going to take her to the emergency room that Monday morning. That, that morning at about, about 7, 8 o'clock, if I couldn't get her to the emergency room at 7, I was going to take her to the clinic at 8 o'clock and get her some, some IV fluids. We thought she had the flu. We didn't know really know what was going on with her. There's no use taking a kid to that when they got the flu. Just got to work, work through it. <clears throat> I sat down in that chair, and uh, i tell you what, about three hours later, I'm going to shorten up this a little bit. Three hours later, uh, I've fallen fast asleep, and my uh, little girl who hadn't walked in three days, she was so weak she couldn't even walk. She woke me up pulling my fingers. I thought I was dreaming, Brother James. I thought I was dreaming. And I said what any loving father would say when he gets woken up like that. What do you want? And she had a pacifier, four years old. She still had a pacifier. I think she had that pacifier until she went to, to kindergarten. She pulled that pacifier out and she goes, Popsicle, babe. She called me babe because Betty called me babe, so she figured that was my name. Pretty smart kid, actually. You know? So I, I took her down the hallway. In one little hand, I had, in one hand I had her little hand, in the other hand I had the bucket. You know the bucket, Mom and Dad. That bucket had been a reality of our life for the last week and a half. And uh, she gave her a popsicle. I'm telling you what, Brother Timmy, I think she would have ate the stick if she could have. And I ain't never seen nobody eat a popsicle like that. <laughs> and I waited for what seemed like an hour, but it was only a minute. I was waiting for her to throw up. Yeah. Now, the sun is out, and it's a brand new day, and I'm waiting for my little girl to throw up in a bucket. That's what she, that had become our new reality. She didn't throw up. I said, you want another one? She said, yeah. I gave her a half a box of popsicles. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. She Praise didn't, the Lord. I said, you still hungry, babe? Yes, I'm yes. still hungry. I'm still hungry. I said, you want, you want some crackers? You want some Ritz crackers? I gave her a half a pack of Ritz crackers. Four-year-old kid. They ate in a nine, nine days. Amen. You see what I'm trying to do? I'm trying to kill that miracle. I just got to see an honest-to-God miracle. I saw it with my own eyes. Yeah. Because her cheeks were a little, they, they were rosy and they weren't gone, they weren't sucked in. The whites of her eyes were white. I asked that God would restore her, and this is my testimony of what God did to that child that I saw with my eyes. She was restored. Amen. But I was trying to deny it. Remember, I, I, had to, I had been an atheist for a long time. I was new into this God business. Yeah. But I tell you what, Brother James, after that second bowl of peanut butter, Captain Crunch, <laughs> I was reasonably sure she was healed. Amen? Yeah. Amen. So then there was, there was the other part of the deal, you know, the deal where I gave him my life. And I mean, he could kill me. He knows what I'm at. God don't work that way, though. So I started reading the Bible. I read the Bible when I was an atheist. I had a good time with it. Every time I went to jail, I'd read the Bible. There's always people in there trying to get me saved, trying to get me to accept Jesus. There are people in there done worse stuff than me trying to t lead me to the Lord. I thought it was curious. But every time we went to sleep, I, I, I'd usually get a little piece of the window light, and I'd, I'd read the Bible. I'd read a good part of it. And I'd be an expert on something in the morning. I'd say, so y'all believe this, right? 
Y'all believe in this Bible? Oh, yeah. Everything in there is true. Oh, oh, yeah. So you guys believe in unicorns. <laughs> what? Oh, yeah. Yeah, they're in there. You know, you read it, right? You know they're in there. Mm -hmm. Job, Dude, Rodney, Numbers, eight times, I think. Memory serves me correctly. I might be wrong by, by one or two, but there's unicorns in there. Not real unicorns, anyway. They didn't know what I was talking about. I didn't know what I was talking about. I was just trying to have a good time. But what I learned in jail was that not many Christians read the Bible. You know? <laughs> right. And now that I'm a Christian, right. I've learned that not many Christians read the Bible. That's right. Well, I started reading that Bible. I started So I read the Bible through eyes of no faith. But now I was reading through the Bible through eyes of some faith. Now, I wasn't a Christian. And I want to be a Christian. Let's say John 6.44... Nobody comes to me lest the Father who sent me draws them to me and I'll pick them up in the last day. I believe that's how it, how it goes. Jesus talking to a bunch of about 72 Jews. And he says, nobody's coming to me unless the Father who sent me draws them to me. That, that word draw is a curious word. It's in there a couple other times. It's in there when they're taking Paul out of the temple yeah. in Jerusalem before they're going to stone him. They're drawing him out of the temple before the Romans come and save him. Yeah. And where else? And the woman of the well, she, she talks, you, don't, you have nothing to draw with. You know, and, and the word, the word, the Greek word is hakua. It means to drag or to pull. And that's about what God had to do to drag me. To get me to come to him is drag me. I wasn't interested in being a Christian. I needed God to do something for me and he did it. Now I just wanted to find out how my part of the deal was going to was yeah. gonna come. I didn't know how it was going to work, Brother James. I thought he'd come down on a, on a beam of light with a gold-plated pistol with pearl grips and shoot me in the head. If I was God, that's how I'd do it, right? And I read, and I read, sister, for five years I read that Bible. I'll bet you I read it seven or eight times through. I read a good bit of it and probably didn't understand any of it because I was still reading that Bible through some carnal eyes. I was trying to see how my end was going to come about. And one day I was just stumbling around reading the Bible. You know how like you do. I think it was Romans 6.26. The wages of sin is death. Here we go, I thought. Yeah, this has got to be it. Comma. But a gift of God is life everlasting through Christ Jesus our Lord. Or Jesus Christ our Lord, depending on what translation you read. There said Jesus again. Something about Jesus, I'm thinking. Five years I read that book. And it took me about more than five years to accept the vehicle of the cross that God has provided all of us to reconcile us back to his love, back right. to his presence. October 24, 2003, several years after 1998, the guy who became a deist on May, Monday, May 6, 1998, became a Christian, October 24th, Friday, 2003. And I'm here to tell you, it was a day. It was a day. Crying, snot running out of my nose. I'm glad I wasn't in church. Well, that doesn't count if you're in church, right? you got to be in church, right? Well, I'm sorry I wasn't there. You didn't go to church. You know, I used to be a crook. I used to collect gambling debts and and loan debts, and I, I collected money from, from Lutherans and Episcopal preachers and, 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 and even a Catholic priest in, in, in Chicago, and, and, and he, they take sometimes they take money out of mission, little, little mission boxes that were locked up, and they take it out, they pay me the money for my boss out of that box. I thought that the church was full of hypocrites. Mm -hmm. Now that I'm one of those hypocrites, I'm here to tell you I wasn't too far off the mark. Mm -hmm. But I didn't want to go to church. I never wanted to go to church. So at the east wall of my basement, not because it was a special east side wall, because that's the only piece of the piece of my basement didn't have a bunch of junk against it. 
And on my knees, I accepted Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, and I was blubbering, and snot was running out of my nose, and it was all very attractive, and I'm glad there was nobody there but Big Jake the cat. And instantly, I got something to do. Instantly, I started to go give Bibles away. I don't know. I was, this is now. This is in Wisconsin. I don't know if you've been to Wisconsin. It's a nice place. Friendly people. I'm from Wisconsin. I'm a pretty nice guy, right? Try giving the Bible away up there. It's like you almost have to have a, a gun, threaten people with their lives. I always wondered if that would work, James. This Bible. Take it. Read it. I kind of figured it wouldn't work, so I didn't do it. But I gave plenty of Bibles away, still give them away. This is uh, quite the walk. Now, I come down here to Mississippi in 2004, and uh, so I was a secret Christian. I never, I wasn't really out about my faith. I wasn't ready to say I might have been wrong about that God didn't. There might be a Savior. The cross might be real. The only relationship I had with the cross as an atheist was in the mission districts of uh, Gary, Indiana, and Chicago, they've got uh, flop houses. There used to be old factories that, that shut down, and they, they'd make flop houses for bums and, and drunks to, to, to sleep in, and they'd have those beautiful neon signs, Jesus saves. Sometimes they were purple, sometimes they were red, they were yellow, but they stuck out in the most dingiest, dark side of the world, and it's like, man, that was the prettiest thing to see. And it's like, it just made me feel so warm. Yeah. Well, yeah, I didn't believe it, but it's just a nice sign. So uh, I started going to church. My wife got me going to church. It was a weird thing. She got me to, she, she had started going to church. Uh, she wasn't a Christian either. She was a witch. <laughs> this one you thought it couldn't get better. Yeah, she was a witch, and I was a, everybody still thought I was an atheist. I was a secret Christian. And uh, she started going to church so my kids would have friends. I thought that was very noble of her, yeah, very sweet. Somewhere along the line, she got me to go to church. And the only way to make a guy like me go to church, Brother Timmy, is to not ask me to go to church. Because if you ask me to go, I don't want to go to church. That's the way it is most of us. I'm you, we don't want to, you know. But if you don't ask us, we say, hey, why don't you ever ask me? Well, you can come. Right. You can just sit in the front seat, just like, just like any other day. Come on. So I went. I said, I'll just go one time, Sister Michelle. Just going one time, and I'm done. And I've been going to church ever since. <laughs> what I had realized, amen, glory to God. What I had realized was that I was robbing myself of the fellowship that I'm not supposed yeah. to, not supposed to forsake. Uh, uh, Hebrews 10:25, I think it is. Yeah. So, 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 uh, I started going, and I really, I, it, was a, it was a nice little church, and it was full of love, kind of like this church. Such a loving church. I can feel it here. I can feel this love. This is something you can't fake. If, if monster churches, these big mega churches, could fake it, they would do it. They don't have what you have. They just don't have it. I've been to some of those big churches. They're, they're interesting. I like think good messages, good music, great music sometimes. But there's just no love that I've ever felt. Just me. Now, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe it was just me. Maybe I was too guarded. I don't know. So uh, I worked my way up from a Sunday school teacher to a deacon to an elder. And uh, now I'm just kind of freelancing around. I, don't, I, I retired my ordination and uh, retired my, my eldership, and it was a hard thing to do because my flesh loved that. It was nice, huh? Park anywhere I want, say anything I want, a little budget, get something done if I want to get something done. But the Holy Spirit was telling me, eh, sure are comfortable doing that much, ain't you? Mm -hmm. 
And I am. I was. My hope, the Holy Spirit is, uh, just like it said, it's that comforter. It comforts me with the truth. Dealt with me for about a year. It's hard to do. So what do we do when, 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 when we hear a voice? Hmm. You know, there are a lot of preachers out there that say, you don't hear voices no more. That was just for the, the, the apostles. Uh, they, you don't, we don't speak in tongues anymore. That, that's just for the apostles. They don't heal anymore. That's for the apostles. I got one more testimony I want to share with you. Another miracle that I, I got that I didn't ask for. I, I had uh, contracted something called uh, celiac sprue. It's a disease that robs you of your ability to absorb nutrients from food. I got diagnosed with that when I was 35 years old. And uh, what that does is that the, the villi that absorb nutrients, they die off. I, I ate too much gluten, and my particular bloodline had this problem where those villi would just die, they, they'd go away. And I had about 15% of my villi left. The doctor I had, a good doctor, he said, you got about 10 years left to live. Yeah. Yeah. You take care of yourself. If you got to change your diet, you got to eat rice bread. I don't know if you've ever had rice bread. It's, uh, my death might actually be better. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I had to change all this stuff. They gave me some medicine to take. And uh, I took the medicine for a while, but I still ate whatever I wanted to eat. And uh, one day something happened in church. It's weird. And I didn't ask nobody to anoint me with oil. I didn't ask any elders to come and anoint me. I didn't say, put your hands on me and heal me. I need, I need a healing. I'm just not that kind of guy. I'll take what I get. I made a deal with God, and as far as I'm concerned, that deal's still extent, whether whether it's a deal he respects or not. I said, you know, anytime you need me to go, I'm ready, and I am ready. But uh, we had a visiting preacher, and he, he gave a good message. I can't really remember the message it was about, but it was something about serving God with everything you have. One of those basic generic messages about giving all. Pick a side. What side are you? You're either in or you're out. They're still halfway. Jesus said that you'd rather be either hot or cold and spew out of his mouth. We all know the scripture. It's all, it's all cliche to the rest of the world, to the Christians who actually live these words. It means something. Yeah, and I asked God something. I said, listen, if you, if you need me for something, would you just show me what it is? <laughs> Strangest thing. You ain't going to believe that. So I used to build model airplanes, right? These little plastic model airplanes. You ever seen them? They look all cool. You put, yeah. paint them all up and all. They look really cool. I used to, that was, it was sinful how much I, attention I put in them. When we moved down here, I had boxes of these things that had broken in the move. And I spent one day fixing a bunch of them up. And I had my whole 4 by 8 dining room table full of these little airplanes. And they, really, they looked so cool. Just like when I was a kid. I've been building those since I was a little kid. There's nothing wrong with model airplanes. Nothing wrong with that at all. And I thought to myself, how ironic that I put all this effort once in these things, and I put this effort into these things again, and I feel so unsatisfied. Yeah. And I was convicted immediately. And I asked the Lord something. I said, if you can give me that focus, if you can give me that focus for yeah. this, yeah. oh, that'd be awesome. Mm -hmm. I want to learn this. And I tell you what, I didn't build a model airplane since. And that might sound like good news to you, and to my spirit it's good news to my flesh. Man, what's wrong with building model airplanes? But every time I try, and every once in a while I try, I can't do it. I gotta go to that book. I gotta go to that book. God has showed me some things in there, and eventually he, he illuminated the fact that uh, I have to teach. <laughs> It's not something I 
my flesh wants you to know. I don't, I'm, not, I'm not interested in teaching. My flesh wants you to know that uh, most people don't care about Jesus and I'm wasting my time teaching any of this stuff. And I go to five meetings a week teaching people all this stuff, life application Bible studies. I lead two of them. I, I participate in, in a few more. For people that are on drugs, uh, that are getting uh, help with drugs and alcohol, noble thing used to be me. I'm not going to tell you all about that stuff. I used to be one of those people. Now those are my people. The unlovable, i got to love them. I love them through that word. Amen? This is, this is our purpose in life. To know God and to make God known to others. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about it. You can add anything you want to it, and I wouldn't fault you. I wouldn't fault you a bit. You say, you got to do this before you do that. Okay, whatever. All I know is this, is that there was once a time when I was dead in sin and thought I was fine. And when God opened my eyes to what I didn't have, mm -hmm. when I gave him what I couldn't handle, and he showed me a real miracle. And then he gave me another miracle. I'm sorry, he told, feel bad for those preachers that say, that, this doesn't happen. There's no healing. I'm sorry. <laughs> You're wrong. People don't speak in tongues. Yeah, they do. Sometimes it's fake. Everybody, let's be adults here. We know that. But sometimes it's real. Yeah. That still happens. Amen. There's nothing in that word that says it's going to quit right. until the love is gone. First Corinthians chapter 13. When there's no love, these things serve no purpose. Well, there's still love. Right. I feel it right here in this room. I feel it. I bear witness with you all. I do. I didn't. I had, a, I had a, a wonderfully ornate, concise message. <laughs> I was going to take you guys everywhere. Yeah. From Genesis to Revelations. Yeah. It was a message for your church. I tell you, you're going to hear it sometime. You're not going to hear it today. Everything that we accomplish in Christ has to be for His glory. Yeah, you know, a couple of things I, I, I've learned. How much time do I have? I don't even know what time it is. That's what I like to hear. Everything, people come to me, they, 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 they pray for comfort. Oh, I can't. The Holy Ghost comforts you. I'm not a, I'm not a, I just read that scripture, remember? I'll send you a comforter. Jesus said, I'll send you a comforter. I go to prepare a place for you, wouldn't sure I wouldn't tell you. My father's house, there are many mansions, many, many indwellings, many dwellings. Right. Monet, I don't know if you guys read Greek, but, 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 but it's not really mansion, but I get it. I get, I get what, the, what the English are doing. I know. If God gives you something, it's cool. <laughs> it's better than a house, no doubt about it. Right. So everything that we accomplish has to be for his glory. Now, mm -hmm. I prayed for something for me one time. Fix my daughter. It's a testimony that's real. It's not, if it was my testimony, it would be, there'd be gunfights and pretty girls, and I'd have saved the day, and I'd have been the star, and there'd be a great party afterwards. Yeah. But, but this testimony is about this man who happened to be me, who was broken by the reality that he couldn't do anything for his, his well, daughter. Well. And he couldn't run away because he had three other kids and a wife. But I wanted to, and God gave me a way out with one word. My sheep know my voice. Amen. When the, por the porter opens the door, they come to me. They know my voice. We're, we're part of the other fold, if, you're, if, you're, if you've read John 10. I, I got other sheep, too, of another fold. They're my two. They know my voice, too. That's us. Amen. We're not Jews. We're, we're Gentiles. We're Greeks. Whatever, whatever terminology you want to use. 
We're not of that Jewish bloodline. We're not part of those 12 tribes. But we have access to the same God. The same God that split the Red Sea. The same God we pray to today. The same God that, that took Gideon and 300 soldiers and, and, and whooped 10,000 Midianites by using their fear against them. Same God we pray to today. Right. The same God that took Joseph and made him from a prisoner to the second most important person in Egypt. Right. Same God we pray to today. The same yeah. God that blessed Noah and Shem and Japheth and Ham. Yeah. Blessed him with that, that priesthood. The same God mm -hmm. we prayed to him today. That same God healed my daughter. Mm -hmm. I saw it with my own eyes. I was an atheist once, and I'm telling you, I'm trying not to cry. I would have said if I heard that testimony, whatever. Whatever. It's a lie. But I was there. The same God that healed my daughter healed me. I was supposed to be dead when I was 45 years old. I would be lucky if I behaved myself to make it to 45. I'm 56. And still got to stay away from ice cream. Wherever I'm with hips. This is, this is the God we serve. He's not a part-time God. He's an all-the-time God. Oh, that's it. That's it. Everything we said here, everything you said up here, brother, when, when, when these singers were coming up, changing my message. I was like, these people want to hear my testimony one more time. But I'm going to bear it just one more time. I'm going to bear that testimony because this is how God showed me himself. He didn't show me himself in religion. Right. He didn't show me himself at some special moment at the altar. Right. He provided me an altar right here. Amen. That's what it happens. Before I started going to church, my church was right here. That's right. That's what it happens. Amen. Some people say that God only speaks to that word. Ah, that's not my experience. Not that he doesn't. He speaks to me every day. He does. Through that word. Amen. But when I need to hear something, he's always been there to tell me. Yeah. He's always, he was just there to tell me, why don't you just bear your testimony today? Why don't you share this? This is, the church is hurting right now. The pastor's in the hospital. He just got a big scare. I give glory to God. Thank him endlessly for that not being a stroke. The issues that, issues that our pastor has today are going to be dealt with. Yeah. It's going to be it's it's going to be a lesson to be learned. It's going to make him stronger. It's going to make this Amen. church stronger. Amen. We have to believe that. Everything that we go through. Amen. Because what we go through doesn't really change. It's how we go through it. <laughs> Some of the most faithful people I've ever seen were two days away from death in a cancer ward or with COPD. They knew they were dying. I went to minister to them. I went to pray to them. They ministered to me. They prayed for me. I went to make them laugh. They made me laugh. That's faith. That's the kind of faith we have to have. We got it pretty good. Church in America, we're not really persecuted. Nobody's uh, taking our women and selling them into slavery. Nobody's cutting our heads off. Nobody's taking our teenage boys and making them fight. We got it pretty good in America. And I guess my message for you today I'm about to close if you want to do anything special with music. 
See if that's enough. I can go further. I open that book. I'll open that book up. It would be another 45 minutes, no problem. <laughs> but I think we've gone far enough. I think we all agree. I think we are in accord that we serve an awesome God. He provided us. He provided us this wonderful reconciliation. He provided us a way out of our sin nature, of our sin life, of our death. He provided it for nothing. You don't have to put money in the plate. You don't have to do that. Nice that we do. Nice to keep the lights on. Right? Do something going on. Give somebody some food every now and then. We're supposed to love. We're supposed to love endlessly. We're supposed to love constantly. We're supposed to pray ceaselessly. Amen. Everything he says, Philippians 4.12, I can do all things in Christ. 4.13, all things in Christ who strengthens me. Before that, he says, if anything is good, if anything is lovely, if anything is noble, focus your, focus your attention on those things. There's enough to tear you down. Amen? We have enough to tear us down. Independent house of prayer, we have enough to tear us down already. We have this word to lift us up. We have a cross to take us back to God. It's like every day is a death, burial, resurrection. Every day. It didn't happen 2018 years ago. It happened just a little bit ago when I woke up from my little nap after morning church. And I was excited to come here. I was excited to come here. I'm excited to be here with you now. I love y'all. Thank you. Anybody? Stand up. Yeah. Right. Oh, Father, Father of all glory, Father of all love and mercy, Father of all grace, Father. We just lift up our pastor today, Father. We just lift him up. We're thanking you for it right now, Father. sister, this daughter, the, the, the first lady of this church, Father, that, that everything that she's going through, that there is no fear, that we make her stumble, that there's no doubt. We rebuke all these things in the name of Jesus Christ. Father, we just lift our sister up. We just, we just know that you, you, you've made her whole, that by your strength she's here. Father, we pray for her. 
We pray life. We pray healing. In Jesus' name. seems like we may be through it doesn't matter he is it don't mean he is he's always always and forever got open arms saying come on come on I love you situation you're in and you're wondering where's this peace and joy and happiness that we've been talking about where is this God where's he at he's right where you loved him in most cases. But if you've never known him, the best way I know to tell you to find him is to say, God, forgive me of my sins. Forgive me of everything that I have done and everything Because, God, you know the end from the beginning. You know it all. And we need to give it all over to him. We need to jump in wholeheartedly. Amen. And say, God, I don't have no life without you. Amen. You're what it's all about. And if you're out there today, And it seems like you've got more problems than you can bear. Just give it to Jesus. Let me tell you about a God. <laughs> Come on. Bless him, Lord. Bless him, Lord. Come on. Let me tell you about my Jesus who said 
that he won't allow more to put on you, to be put on you than you can bear. Did you know that? That's the reason why this work is so essential to people's life. It kills life. It doesn't take it. It gives us more life than we know what to do with. Jesus Christ died for our sins. He was beat and ridiculed. For our iniquities and all that other stuff that goes along with it. He was ridiculed and beat to where they didn't even recognize him. He was unrecognizable, if you will. He was the he was like the lamb led to the slaughter. They slaughtered him. But yet he stood there and said, Father, forgive them for they know what, know not what they do. Come on. He was that kind of a, a God man. He wasn't man making himself God. It was God making himself man. People get everything backwards. They did back in that day and they do in this one. Amen. They carry it backwards. All that they can carry it backwards. And then they, if that ain't enough, they want to carry it backwards some more. They, they, they get in this backwards position. And they forget how to go forward. Well, Jesus wants, us to, Jesus wants to teach us how to go forward. And grow in him. And grow in him and forget about the backward. Our backward life doesn't matter. Your backward life doesn't matter. What you have done. I'm not going to say he, he puts it in a sea of forgetfulness because the Bible don't say that. But it does say that he'll take it. To be remembered. How does he? As far as the east is from the west. Never to be remembered. Never to be remembered again. And if you go east, you never get to west. And if you go west, you'll never get to east. And if you go east, you'll never get to east. So that's a long way. So that's so that's why he, he said it like that. See, he knows what he's saying. And we can trust what he's saying. Amen. And we can always Always trust in Him. Amen. So put your trust in Him today and have a happy day. And there's a young lady. Have a happy day. Go ahead. There's a young lady who has made a mistake and she doesn't think anybody cares or anybody that she, that she can't find help. Come up here and get one of these microphones and tell her. Well, I'm just saying. We got time. Time belongs to God anyway. It don't belong to us. I can't help it. Go ahead. Um, I'll let you pray because you pray better than I do. 
but there's just I know there's I know that somewhere there's a young lady that's made a mistake and that she she feels like that she she feels like what am I trying to say? Nobody cares. Nobody cares around her that she can't find help. Nobody that she that she's near is any help to her. Okay. So she needs she needs to know. Thank you. She needs to know um, that she uh, that there is. So one other thing. I asked the Lord one time, what is the difference between sin and iniquity? I was curious about that because I always, I thought, well, sin is iniquity and iniquity is sin. And that's true, but there is a little bit of a difference. And I said, Lord, show me the difference between sin and iniquity. And the example in the Bible, I believe, is the reed that grows next to the river. The the sin would be the things in life that are like the reed that's bruised. Right. And it, it may be growing sort of off kilter because it's bruised, but it heals and begins to grow straight again. Iniquity is the reed that is broken and grows crooked, which is a permanent injury. And God can take care of both. Amen. So that, that was a clear picture to me of the difference. I always wondered about that. And uh, and so this young lady, if she feels that she is a bruised reader, she's a broken reed, God will restore will that restore. to her. Uh, whatever. Restore her. Okay, that's all. Go God, ahead. I just come to you, Father, for this young lady. Wherever she is, God, you know who... She is, you know her name. We don't have to. But God, we, we bring her to you. And we ask you, Father, to just begin to mold her by your spirit. Lord, Lord, I ask you, Father, in Jesus' name, to just let your spirit flow and your anointing, God. Let it pick her up and give her a lift. Father, in her spirit, like she has never had before in her life. And if she needs you to speak to her, you know that too. God, you know how to speak to her. Father, you know how to get her attention to let you, to let her know that you love her and that you care about her. God, you gave your life on Calvary for people like this and for people to know you care. God, it's your care and your love that made all this possible in the first place. And I just ask you to put your arms around her and love her. God, give her peace in Jesus' name. We bind Satan away from her. We bind every bad thought, maybe, God, that she's had away from her. And, Lord, we, we send peace to her. 
God, through your word. Lord, and you said you would make this possible because of what you did in your word. You sent your word and you healed them. And God, I ask you, Father, that we can send your word and you can heal this lady. God, in Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Thank you for the service. And he will do that for each one of you today out there. If you need him to do that, all you have to do is ask him. And he's ready to do it. We're glad that we could be with you today. We miss we miss our, our little pastor. I'm going to call him my little pastor because he ain't here to hit me today. Oh, when he gets back. But you, you know what? I bet you I've had it when he does get back. I bet you do. But 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 we love him. I'm gonna tell you, we 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 love our pastor and we thank God for him. And I know that I didn't do probably as good a job as what he could have done, but do. but he'll be back and I know he'll be back. 100%. And I just, I, yeah, 100%, he will be back. And next Sunday, again, 2.30. We praise you, we thank you, we, we honor you. But most of all, we praise, we lift up God. You know, we, we, we lift up, the way we lift of God sometimes, though, is lifting up each other. And God gets glory out of that. But we're going to we're gonna end this service 2.30 next Sunday. By saying, watch us again at 2.30 next Sunday. Or come be with us. Or come be with us. Whichever one you want to do. You would, it would be better if you would come be with us. 4 County Road, 5,009. Four, Four County Road. County Road. Five thousand nine. Behind the old church. Behind the old church that is torn down. And if you and if you miss that old church, just look for an eyesore on the side of the road. You'll find it. You'll find it. You'll find it just fine. We got the steeple on But the we're hoping to get that pushed off down the hill. And we got and a steeple up. on our church. So you we got it. a steeple back behind the old church on this church that's sticking up pretty high for you can see it from the from the road out there and like michelle has said before you can't miss it and like buddy said you can't miss it come and be with us there'll be something said something done that but we hope that you will enjoy that will bring you back we're so thankful so happy. We want to say bye bye now. We love you. Till next, till next Sunday. Lord willing. Lord willing. Mm -hmm. Thank you, Mama. Thank you. Lord it. willing. We got to say Lord willing on everything. We love you.